Welcome to Geek Girl Soup. I'm Susan. I'm Kelly. I'm Court. I'm Chris. And I have to let you guys know, this is a shoes on podcast. And in case you don't get the reference, I caught up on some hot D this week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, so, I don't get it. And I, I've seen, I'm caught up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Think back. Feet, shoes. Oh, <laughs> that. <Yeah>. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. I was thinking about. Oh, are who's... you talking about House of the Dragon? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because okay. I was. D. I was like, what? <laughs> I was thinking yes. about Die Hard. Die Hard, yes. Yeah. In anticipation of the Christmas season. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We're walking on glass today. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. was and I'm trying to think, was there a scene in today's show? He's out He's somewhere there. without I mean, shoes. Yeah. 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 He yeah. did have a die hard. Actually, I called it his Spider-Man moment, but <laughs> it was also very much a John McClain moment. Yes. Yeah. I finished this three weeks ago, so Okay, I'm gonna have a little we'll effort have to trying remind to you of some yeah. things. Well, y'all so, are getting me fresh. <laughs> me <Cool>. too. <laughs> I finished like oh, maybe forty-five minutes ago. Me, <laughs> so, twenty minutes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So we are talking about now and again. From 1999, which you could tell because it was New York and their twin towers in the mm-hmm. in the shots. Yeah. So it was on CBS. It was a they call it a comedy drama and action. It, so it was like a little of everything. Mm-hmm. Don't forget they, sci-fi. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was sci-fi. intended to be sci-fi drama. It was not in, by the studio. It was, or the network. It was not intended to be comedy or musical. I looked it up. Okay. I I did some homework. (laughs) Musical because they would sing. Like Dennis Haysburg was singing. Yes, Yes, he was. Yes. Good morning. It was not intended to, yeah, be nostalgic, but the studio, less Moonves, Mm -hmm, Moonves, whatever. He did not intend it to be nostalgic or sentimental or any of that. Oh, well, I'm glad it did not meet his intentions. a comedy writer to create the show. True. I agree. Mm-hmm. True. Because the guy got his start on Taxi, and he's the <laughs> creator of Moonlighting. Oh, so. wow. They wanted something like the Bionic Man mm-hmm. with so. sort of not exactly police procedural. I'm glad it wasn't like that. Same. But this was like, leading into long form HBO style storytelling. Yeah. The humor was very necessary with this. I I, I could not have taken it completely seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, especially with the music. Oh God. It was the nineties. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. And court, I think you said that the, when we were texting before that it was, it didn't match. No, like the opening song, like opening song felt like it felt something more like living single or New York undercover. Right. But I was like, okay, well, it was the 90s. So th- they had to, they had to try, but still right. none of the music felt right. And I was like, no, just don't have any music. Like, cause you're throwing me out of the moment. Yeah. And when they did the, the, 
the piano thing. I guess it was like Lisa's theme or whatever. Yeah. And the piano would come in. Yeah. That took me to Saturday Night Live when they're doing a parody of these drama shows and they have the the piano come in with, you know, the said dun dun, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. It's like Yeah. I was, did like the opening song though. Yeah, but it didn't fit. I, I liked it, but it didn't match the show, I thought. Mm-mm. Also, I agreed with Court. But yeah, the piano was just, wait a minute, is this the comedic portion? It's yeah. not supposed to be. It's supposed that, to be a dramatic thing. But right. it was just like, this is Saturday Night Live. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did y'all like the show? Yeah, I enjoyed the show very much, mostly <laughs> because it had a lot of my favorite people in here. Exactly. Um, like Margaret Collin is one of my favorite actresses. Mm-hmm. She was on Ezra Turns back in the day, and she was Blair Waldorf's mom in Gossip Girl. And of course, we know and love her from Independence Day. Like, I didn't know she had like a show that was 22 episodes. If I had known, like, I, I did not catch just the first time around. We didn't do this, but I missed it the first time around because this was the 90s. There were no DVRs. You were beholden to either watching what you were going to watch or I don't remember what night you guys said or VHS in another room. Like that was it. So this was not one that was on my list. Unfortunately, I wish it had mm-hmm. been. Yeah. I, I think I watched a few episodes when it was on. I liked it. I think it was maybe on Friday nights. And so I don't know. Yeah. The article oh. said it was. On, was it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Friday so, I don't know. Maybe I was watching X-Files. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't have a TV then. See? Oh. My first ex-husband got rid of our TV. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time you've seen this show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Cool. How about you, Chris? Uh, I did not see it in its first run. I heard about it as a show that was worth checking out because, but only lasted one season. And I'd heard it had a, you know, bad ending, like a cliffhanger ending that did not resolve the show. So it was like, "Mm." but then when I, when I did check it out, those first three episodes were just mind boggling to me, (laughs) your juxtaposition of theme and, and, you know, outright horror Mm -hmm. (laughs) with the terrorist attack and light comedy and sci-fi trappings. It was like a, a grab bag. It's like, what do you want out of this? Yep. We'll give it to you. Yeah. I watched mm-hmm. the, the first three and the last three and <laughs> the, the last three episodes with the, the bug guy. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh yeah, there's the, the climate change. Humans are a virus guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Anti-Monsanto. <laughs> yeah. And that train thing is actually the Saren, it's a take on that Saren actual tragedy that yeah. took place in in Japan, Japan mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. a cult un- unleashed bags of Saren gas and killed a, a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And wow. the imagery of it, there was a warning put before the episode when it aired. <laughs> oh, wow. That said, like, you know, there, there are some stark scenes. I was like, what am I in for? This is like the kind of thing you see before they show Scarface. and you've got kids bleeding from their noses (laughs) eyes everything rupturing that that shot of the window with blood all over it and the one hand it's like whoa (laughs) and then the the now and again music comes in (laughs) (laughs) 
like, wait, what am I watching? <laughs> right. <laughs> so upbeat. I was like, this yes. does not fit at all. Yeah. But okay. So Susan, you missed the one with the organ harvesting. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. So a dude scientist who knew Dennis Hayes Burt in the past was trying to convince him to come work with him to create a synthetic body and not realizing at first that Haysbert had already achieved it, of course. Mm -hmm. And he, that scientist has been kidnapping and killing people and harvesting their organs and selling them to rich people who need organs. Mm -hmm. And then he realizes what Mr. Newman is. And I prefer calling him Mr. Newman. I think that was great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Uh, I I love the connection that they made. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love Newman. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Wise man, Mr. New man. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, so that was really good. I also liked the cult leader microwave dude. Mm -hmm. That was fun. Another thing that was similar to an episode of, do you remember the the microwave Mm -hmm. killer in Millennium? Yeah. Yeah. He had a room that he'd put people in and it would microwave them to death. Mm. Wow. This guy made a church (laughs) that was doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I did like all of the family stuff. Yeah. His being nostalgic Mm -hmm. and because I thought it was cool seeing this 26 year old pining over this yeah quote older woman <laughs> and yeah I, I i i thought it was believable and it was mm-hmm. very sweet mm-hmm. and once again we have heather moderato mm-hmm. yes yeah, what, what do you mean once again where where we just because... watched her in the devil's advocate oh i see she was in hostel too mm-hmm and the screen movies, and she's very nice on Twitter. She follows me. Oh, wow. I enjoyed her character. You know how sometimes we can get that annoying teenage character who mm-hmm. you hate spending time with? She was mm-hmm. not that. Like, her character was very believable. She had just lost her yeah. dad, and her and her mom were still trying to find their way. She mm-hmm. had her rebellious moments. The only thing I didn't like was the Bugmeister episode mm-hmm. where she's vibing with that older guy. I'm like, mm-hmm. he's like in his 20s. You're 16. This yeah. feels weird. And it was never addressed why it felt weird. Exactly. Because yeah. it was the 90s. Exactly. And she also, like, there was this scene where she got hit by lightning. Mm. Uh, She saw, she really saw her dad in the sky. They were doing some kind of test experiment. And she got hit by lightning. She was in a coma. And she was, she was like, about to die. But thankfully, she survived. And Ian Summerholder showed up. A very young Ian (gasps) Summerholder from Lost (laughs) Moon as the the newspaper writer. Like, he was the student reporter. Oh, gosh, that's right. Yeah. So, like, that's one thing. Yes, that was him. Look, cute baby face. And if you don't know him lost, you know him from the Vampire Diaries. He was Damon Salvatore. But like, that's another good thing about going back and watching some of these shows because you're mm-hmm. seeing some of our 90s favorites. I know, Kelly, you told us one of our lo- leftovers favorites was in one of the yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah. Dean, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. Dean. Dean the dog guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dean the yes. dog killer. Yep. And Dennis Haysburg, one of his fellow castmates from 24, 
was in one of the episodes too. When I guess Dr. Taylor, Susan, you missed this one. So okay. I guess there was at one point in time where another doctor was brought in because Dr. Morris was maybe getting too close to his subject. They thought maybe you need some help with this. And she was hot. It was, goodness, what was her name? She played Michelle on 24. Um, and Ryko Aylesworth, I think is her real name, but she was hot. She was really hot and you could see the chemistry between them, but he was just too in love with his wife. And later you find out that Dennis Haysbert's character brought her in to try to get her to seduce him to, you know, like, Hey, stop thinking about your wife. Mm-hmm. Dr. <laughs> Theodore Morse. Yes. I love the show's Theo. true big bad. He is a villain, but there are times mm-hmm. where I, I I very much care for him, mm-hmm. and I like their relationship. That, their relationship is very complicated, yeah. Because there are times when I think that he's going to do the right thing and maybe let him go or help him escape. I did like in the episode when the catatonia popped up, where we get to see John Goodman again. Yeah, yeah. Like where there's this mysterious thing where all of a sudden Newman is catatonic and they don't know what's going on. And they're talking about replacing the brain because, Mm -hmm. you know, he's just a thing now and he's replaceable. And Morris, again, he has that connection. He doesn't want to lose him. So he tries everything to get him to snap out of it. I liked getting those flashbacks because John Goodman is another actor that I very much enjoy. Mm -hmm. So that was fun to see him again. It was also fun to see him on wires flying through the air. They wired <laughs> up John Goodman and flew his ass across the screen after he was hit by a train. I was like, yeah. you're oh my I'm God. in. I'm so into this show at this oh, point. Yes. <laughs> These special effects were hilarious. Another oh, Dennis Haysbert centric episode that I really liked was, mm-hmm. I think it was called I Have No Words. Yes. yes. Oh my God. God. Oh, Chris, you hated that one? <laughs> I, I actually wrote a note down. This episode <laughs> is a dog. Oh, Why? I loved it. Talk about sci-fi. Oh. I am watching this one going, what the actual fuck? Like, how horrifying. Yes. So because... tell me about that one. Oh, Court, you want to go for it? Oh. I'll go for it. Okay. So we get the episode and all of a sudden I'm like the words in some books, they start disappearing. And then like the words in some letters and documents at the family's house. It started with like Dr. Morris's books. Right. At the library. Right. Wrong episode. Sorry. Oh yeah. I I was like, you hated that one, Chris? Why? No, 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 no. no, no. I thought (laughs) you were talking about the Cyrano de Bergerac episode. No. Where Michael Wiseman's in his ear. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I wasn't down for that one either. But this one was really good because it became a a big pandemic, basically, because like it was like a virus and they weren't sure where it was coming from initially. And then they were like, they were interviewing Dr. Morris and they were asking him, well, tell us about your nanobites. How do they work? And as he was slowly talking about it as the audience, you were like, oh, shit, like he fucked up and he's not getting it until the last minute, like how he messed up and how his nanobites had mm-hmm. had decided that the lead and ink was the enemy and needed to be eradicated. <laughs> and wow. so like words were disappearing because of the nanobites. Okay. But that ending was very, and I was quite happy about that because yeah. losing the words made me sad. Like the fact that she lost that let those letters from him was heartbreaking. Mm. They had written all these letters to each other over the years and she, they had each kept them all and they would go back and like reread them. And so she had just pulled them out in that episode. And the whole episode started with 
Mr. Newman wanted to read some books. Like he's bored to death in there. You know, he can't have TV, internet books or anything. And so that's how it started. And then the whole writing in books and papers and everything starts happening and disappearing. And, oh, and then it's disappearing off of money. Yeah. Yeah. Anything writing on paper of any kind, it all Mm -hmm. starts disappearing. And Dr. Morris even goes, he's driving by some like field in New York, you know, well, yeah, like a little field slash dead parking lot on the outskirts of New York City. And there's a book burning going on Mm -hmm. because they're trying to stop the epidemic by burning all these books. And this one little girl is just crying over her book about to be burned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and he's trying to stop everyone. Oh, that's right. And a law had been passed a little bit before that, that you may not read a book alone, that if you are going to read a book, it has to be to other people so that the knowledge doesn't get lost. Wow. As long as there is still print on paper, yeah. You have to read it to other people. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh my God, well, then the books should be like torn into pieces mm-hmm. so that I'll read it to this group and you read that section mm-hmm. to up because like he was reading a book to people. I think it was like, in, you know, to this whole massive crowd yeah. and it got to a point where the rest of the book had just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking, if you had only torn it into pieces, yeah. then this group would have gotten the first part. This group would have gotten the middle part. That group would have gotten the ending. And you could have gotten together and told each other what had happened, you know, like true oral history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and now everything's digital. And, you know, there were there were audio recordings of a lot of books back then. So, I mean, really... I mean, if the audio recordings weren't, oh, and 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 so disturbed. then some somebody <laughs> announced that the last copy of the Gutenberg Bible had disappeared. Oh, gosh. Like, yeah. Oh my God, because that's you know it just oh, and yeah. so he wakes up and it was all a dream. Thank mm-hmm. goodness. And then he brings <laughs> Newman some books. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But it was still, it was heart-wrenching. It was so sad. Oh my God. And once again, it's like, what was that movie? Was it Deep Impact or something where they were burning the books? Oh no, Day After after Tomorrow. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, burn the books in the library. And the two of of them were. (laughs) No, but I know. And the two of them were going around, not Jake, but the, that older man and the, and the woman, not older, maybe it was probably like our age. And, and, and he's holding the Gutenberg Bible and and they're gathering some, you may not burn these. Exactly. Burn all the tax code. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I was feeling the same way. It's like, there are some books you just cannot burn no matter what. That's not right. So I have a theory about this show. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's about torture. Mm-hmm. I think it's about someone Someone did a calculus on the will they or won't they tension that television shows thrive on and wanted to push it to the nth degree. So you have a man who's love, a, loving, a loving father who's killed and his wife and his daughter are tormented by his spirit for the entire run of the show. 
It's well, like yeah. they never get closure. <laughs> they never get to know because as the narrator, who, by the way, that person who's telling you the story in short form, that's Charles Durning mm-hmm. doing a, a weird little, like, it is weird, a, a weirdly intense but funny <laughs> recap of all the events that happened in the first three episodes. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you have a woman who clearly needs to move on, who is forced not to. But But she tries. She does move on several times and it's never right. She tries and he constantly comes in like giving her the flowers episode, the bank. Oh, that was awesome. It was like terrible idea. One that he realizes is a terrible idea. One that does nothing but reignites this whole, you know, issue of like her remembering her husband you know she loves white white roses and he sends them to her on her he sends them to her on valentine's day using money that he got from the bank by (laughs) using his own signature to withdraw it how is this not the worst idea no but it was perfect because i brought about her she cut that tie it made her say you need to stay away from me and my family don't come around us ever again like it 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 was necessary it was unintentionally worked out for what dr morris wanted yeah it intentionally reignited in her these memories that are just like she can't he can't tell her the truth so all it's doing is torturing her Mm -hmm. but like she also uh, her those memories weren't going to go anywhere this is still like within the first year of her losing her husband like th- yeah. those memories aren't going anywhere like we saw that with her going back and rereading the letters prodding and reopening with like flowers on valentine's day but like, there the were some times horrible. where he would pop up and not even on purpose like they kept crossing paths with each other I don't, yeah, was it that's Kismet? what the show's setting up I, I, this is what i'm saying the show yeah, is meant it's, to be a torture test. Yeah, it's yeah, like, it's you know how you're supposed gaslighting. to hurt your, hurt your characters? Yeah. That's like a part of drama. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't want your your characters to be happy. Otherwise, yeah. why would you bother watching? So yeah. like, this is this is that torture test to 11. But yeah, it was good that he showed up multiple times because I wanted to jump in the TV and smack Chad Lowe's character because he was being a total dick to her. Like, I I hated his character. And, like, nobody did anything about it. She was about to lose her house. Nobody did anything until he popped back up in their lives again. Yeah, that's what the daughter keeps saying. It's like, we wouldn't have this house if it wasn't for him. He's doing his best to uh, be the father that he can no longer be by the circumstances put in place artificially. Yeah. But it's like, come on, why, why why are you... Keep him in the same town that he was killed. <laughs> you really right. wanted to. Yeah. You know, this should this should yeah. have been happening in Area 51. Right. And it wouldn't be an issue. <laughs> right. Yeah. For the sake Australia of Australia or something. But the bad guys mm-hmm. aren't there. The bad mm-hmm. guys are in New York City. They're There's using him to fight all over bad the guys. World, so they yeah, could've... but yeah. Yeah. But this is with the but CIA. It's well, so. and, and it's really not about going after bad guys i mean while the show is meant to be a six million dollar man sort of adventure of the week possibly that was the what they pitched it as in order to Mm -hmm. get it sold it it clearly wasn't it was was more like here's a lab rat that we're going to torture (laughs) like you can't watch tv you can't do anything he constantly says it's like i have to eat sludge i have to work out 
I have to, you know, do all these tests while you're torturing me. And then I go to bed and then I start the next day. And that's my existence. It's It's like, like, shoot me now, kill me. (laughs) Why didn't they take the brain like of a soldier or somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) someone who was volunteered and and had no attachments, right? Right. No attachments. I got the impression they tried. Yeah, they tried plenty, and this is the first one that worked. Yeah, it's like he said, like, but you still, know, you you just you, you just fell into our laps. <laughs> yeah. You know, harvesting a brain and keeping it alive. I mean, they they first had to keep it and keep him in a a tank. Yeah, <laughs> where he was like talking to us. It was a like brain. that movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they didn't show us that. Same, you know, right? Yeah, would have been silly. Yeah, like that whole thing was shady. Like she thinks her husband died like when he was hit by that train car and then come to find out, oh no, he was still kind of alive. There was some kind of brain activity. They Mm -hmm. never told her that. So clearly his brain was gone. So there was no body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this Uh, is definitely villainous acts done by the show's villain, Dennis Haysbert, Theodore Morris. Yes. Yeah. But to your point about there being familiar faces and the fun of that, did everyone notice? Oh, I know Susan didn't, but Hector Salamanca showed yes. up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Playing another mob boss, only this time Russian. Yeah. That was and, great. Uh, Chip Chip Zen, the, the statures challenged lawyer that kept going after her. Yeah. That's Howard the Duck from the original <laughs> movie. Howard Interesting. Duck. He's he's the voice of Howard. Chad Lowe, you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, agent number one. This one blew my mind. In one of the episodes, one of the agents who's like they were they were ignoring him. He was over in the corner. It was in the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. Like when he was like, Hey guys, I should be part of this meeting. <laughs> the agent who is running that meeting, it's Stephen Kukin. He's in billions now. Mm, he's the oh. The the guy the Mensa pin guy the guy who claims he's in Mensa but like mm-hmm. you find out yeah. he had never taken the test and then he studies for it and they f- cheat and get him in. Oh wow! <laughs> he was that wormy little dude, but yeah, good. I and you know I enjoy it. I, I like the little comic asides, things mm-hmm. like saying the only man I care I need to care about is Raymond on Monday nights. Know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Let's promote another CBS show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Or when she's in the bathroom doing something and the the daughter's like, you sound guilty in there. She's like, (laughs) trust me, there's no cigarettes or playgirls, I assure you. Did you guys catch the voice of Roger's wife? The very distinctive voice? Yes, yeah. Christine Baranski? I kept waiting for her to pop up and she never did. I was like, ah. Yeah, Yeah, that's another curiosity. Like, why never show Bender's wife? Yeah, I had a feeling that was going to happen though, because when we first saw her, he he was talking about, yeah, you better not eat the escargot again, because you know what happened to you last time. And like, she's she's completely off screen for that entire conversation, Mm -hmm. and she tells him not to drink anything. And Mm -hmm. then later at the at the uh, dinner, they're not at the table. Mm -hmm. Oh, she had that escargot escargot again. Can't yeah, Escargo again and mess herself up, and so of course we never see her, and yeah. so that was disappointing for me because I love Christine Baranski. Yeah, yeah, the show had weird little asides like that. Like sometimes yeah. they go for the broad comedy, like when Haysbert yeah. shows up 
at his window at, when he's trying to sneak a cigarette and like the <laughs> helicopter wind knocks open the windows and the bright lights are on him and he's yeah. like where <laughs> he's trying yeah. to try to, using his god voice yeah <laughs> I, oh. oh by the way i love roger bender garrett Graham yes is yeah. fantastic in this role yeah mm-hmm. as the put upon buddy <laughs> who knows <laughs> something's up mm-hmm. <laughs> he's oh always got god. that look of mm, i don't know about this oh my and, god and i think that was a tribute to one of his his films mm-hmm. used cars mm-hmm. when he goes to the cemetery to teach heather how to drive mm-hmm. there's a scene where heather like launches the car over a hill like and it's completely in the air and he's like in the window like no <laughs> and that's like the end of used cars where he has to do the exact same thing driving over oh. a train oh goodness cool <laughs> that's cute how about that episode where they're doing that newfangled online trading mm-hmm. and he accidentally buys all those shares of that company and come to find out, it was a happy accident, and he made all that money. And then that asshole is like, "Hey, how'd you do this? Like, yeah. you share, share, share with me. Like, I know you didn't just do this. You're not smart enough to just do this on your own." I love the way that turned out yeah. because it turned they turned it around on him. It was perfect. Yeah. That was fun, without a doubt. So the creator of the show, Glenn Gordon Karen, he directed mm-hmm. a couple of movies. You may have known Clean and Sober with Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Wilder Napalm. Anybody ever see this film? No. No. It, it's about a fireman who's kind of pyrokinetic, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. It's written by Vince Gilligan. <gasps> oh, wow. And he did Medium. Mm-hmm. Yay. Uh-huh. And I guess he's on, he's show running Bull. Mm-hmm. But there's like, what was some sort of controversy on Bull where the star of that show. Yeah was harassing eliza dusku yes and, and there there was a settlement she got paid millions yeah but yeah that, that's about the last i know about what's going on with the guy mm. had an interesting run mm-hmm. made some interesting things yeah like i i i enjoyed the show very much i know you said that when people recommended it to you they said it was a disappointing ending but for me I got everything I needed. It was a one and done. And he went off with his family. Did we get to see him tell her exactly what was happening, even though she was guessing it? No, but he went off with his family. Mm-hmm. And we got that heinous scene of them crashing into their house. Mm-hmm. So if that had to be the way it ended, I was satisfied. Yeah. And that's, you know, the confidence of writers. Of course, we're getting a second season. Mm-hmm. So let's end it on a cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. So why was it canceled? The article that I read indicated that the ratings were not fabulous then. Of course, it was playing on Friday night. It was costly because they were shooting on location around Midtown Manhattan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't what Les Moonves expected it to be. I think that's what it really came down to. Yes. Too much (laughs) sci-fi. Yeah. Too much heart, probably. Mm-hmm. Too much like profit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Yeah. 
but it has, a, a, according to the article that was written in 2019, at that point, at least that had a hundred percent score on Rotten Tomatoes. I did not cool. go check that out. Okay. So that was interesting. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yep. and they've re-released at, as at that point had re-released it or some of it, mm-hmm. but totally changing the music to be generic. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, because mo- music rights. Yeah. Right. I understand. Right. I understand. Yeah. And it's still 100%, Kelly. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. And let me see. I think as an example, I was telling Susan earlier of a, you know, the, the time when television was stretched too thin. There were 22 episodes of content in a in a year for mm-hmm. a creative endeavor is too much. Yeah. And there were fillers. There were yeah. things that were done in this in in the show if they had pared it down to just you know 10 tight episodes yeah. it would have been flawed. yeah but the fact that they had to fill a 22 episode stretch you know some of those are are like i think the very first episode after of the the phenomenal three episode run with the Eggman mm-hmm. was like this Mission Impossible type thing, which may have been exactly what Les Moonves was looking for. Yeah, where like a spy is trying to sell secrets, and they're doing. He thinks he's in another country, but he's actually in in the middle of New York. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, people get shot, but they're not actually shot because they had blanks. And I was like. I've seen Mission Impossible. I don't need it here. Yeah. And it didn't do anything for me. It was it was really, you know, helped by the interpersonal stuff, the, the stuff that made you care about the characters. Yeah. The mm-hmm. family matters. The yeah. spy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The spy stuff was my least favorite. Mm-hmm. I know they had that one episode with Wonder Boy. I, I was scared. I was oh, terrified yes. of what might happen. I was like, please don't involve him in your shenanigans because you're yeah. going to hurt him and I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. And then he got shot. I was like, fuck you all. Yeah. But he survived, even yeah. though he was shot in the heart. It looked like he was shot in the heart. Am I wrong? He got shot in the chest. I don't know. But okay. he, he survived. So he's fine. Okay. Yes, he, he survived. He's fine. But were that a show now, they would have mm. killed that kid. Yeah. Well, Thank just before that, that they they'd had that episode where he he's stealing secrets for the for the general, mm-hmm. and he gets <laughs> shot like eight times. Oh my god! Yeah. And then afterwards, he just gets out of bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like what that's no that's like when his hand caught on fire you could see it already starting to heal so he heals Mm -hmm. quickly they said that that man wanted to use him as a a a body farm a body part farm because Mm -hmm. he he kept he can Uh, Mm self-heal so i I did not disbelieve that although and then just it'll grow a new level he'll grow a new liver yeah 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 but like I'm, i'm surprised that lisa didn't have more of a question because she was standing right there when he was shot all those times like you know directly in the chest like okay you're just laying here and that big bandage like and you're good now okay (laughs) we believe what we want to believe she was happy to find him after having searched diligently all that time Mm -hmm. true and that's where she forgave him again Mm -hmm. because remember she had told him stay out my face Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, and Haysbert says, I get the impression she likes you again. <laughs> <laughs> good times. Good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, so yay, we have a one and done where everybody liked it. Woo! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I may even go back and you, you guys have to tell me which episodes to watch in between. I, I liked all of them and it's an easy watch. Okay. Just play okay. it while yeah, you're studying. It's it's I, I was working while I was watching while it. Studying. I, I'll, 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 I'm more opinionated, Susan. I'll give you a list. Yeah, you know I'm not opinionated at all. I like. Things. I know what you watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this was a great watch for me. I enjoyed it. Cool. What's Good. next on the hit parade? Next, we have the tick. Uh-huh. The the show on Fox. The, the one that's nine <laughs> episodes only. It's nine, nine episodes. episodes. Not the one with two seasons. Kelly. You don't dig the t- <laughs> Kelly's already watched it. I already apparently. watched it. Oh. So Ke- Kelly, would you rewatch that uh... or profit? <laughs> Kelly doesn't like either. No. 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 <laughs> Wait. It's a one or the other, and she says no. no. <laughs> okay. Well, she at least watched this. I don't think she watched Profit. So she that tried makes it. it I did. She watch. tried. She did. I did watch Profit. I thought I thought you didn't watch all of it. It would may have been me. I skipped some episodes because I said fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> but I did yeah. watch the ending. I watched all nine of these. We'll talk okay. next time. I all I right. did I did enjoy Batman well. Yes. Patrick Warburton. <laughs> yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. That's right. Putty from Seinfeld. <laughs> Brock Sampson. Oh yes, Brock from Venture Brothers. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the king of voiceovers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He was also Jaime. Everyone's forgotten. Get smart, eh? Mm-hmm. The movie version. Yeah, I don't think I saw it. With the guy from The Office. Yeah, I don't think I saw it. I knew it oh. existed. It's not that good. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're like you're kind of sitting there incredulous that we haven't seen it, and they're like, "It's not yeah, well, that good." But it was get smart. <laughs> it, it it was a a big star in a big movie that I figured everyone would have seen. I didn't care no. about the series either. I, I cared about the series. <laughs> you are killing me. Get no, smart. it just <laughs> look. Susan, a court can tell you about me and comedies. <laughs> mm-hmm yeah even though there are shit and ton that's... of comedies i love but i'm the the thing is like or the saying goes that i don't like comedies which isn't really <laughs> true but it's just like the standard comedies that are monty python no what and... agree history agree, of Kelly. the world thank you Court. one no no well, that's oh. Mel Brooks. It's not Money Python. Yeah, that's right. See, that's that's Mel Brooks. Yeah, that's different it's a comedy. I know, but I we were talking about Monty Python. Just mm-hmm. no fish called Wanda. No, and those are related because you know it's some of the same Monty yeah. Python group. But like some standard comedies that people are just like best thing in the world. I'm like just just no. She loves Abbott Elementary, though, y'all. So she no Holy it. Grail. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. No. Not a, you, you saw it? Yes. And it's mm-hmm. a no. It's a no. It's a I, no. I do like the rabbit yeah. part. Yeah. And we I don't like the Life part. of Brian for... Uh, I liked it the first time because I was tipsy. 
<laughs> the we know the secret now. Life. The no. freaking meaning of life. No. Salmon moose. Kelly. You could just keep a naming all the movies and she'll moose. say no. 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 I am not a Monty Python like person. Mm-mm. Meaning of life had me in such hysterics I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I was hurting myself in the theater. Yeah. Every sperm is sacred. Every sperm is good. It's classic. It's wonderful. If a sperm (laughs) is wasted, God gets quite quite irate. irate. (laughs) Am I going to have to cut that out? (laughs) I'm genuinely asking that. (laughs) Oh, oh. No. I think that was short enough. Awesome. I'm leaving that whole bit in. I don't care. Oh, oh, before you close out, one other person who I saw in, in this show was Mick Foley. And the last episode, oh, he was right. like Eggman's friend. I was like, yes. No. Oh, wrestling. I used to love it back in the day. Don't now. It's it's fake. It's so and fake now. And that's how they, they did his his credits. WWF superstar. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> like, this is where you know him from. Yeah. So how would he have played into the show if it got a second season? I, I think he he we probably would have just seen his dead body in the no, first he was episode. Helping out. He got away with the Eggman. Right. He's going to be his understudy. Eggman I think so. I think I, they were setting I, him up no. to have a part, at least for a couple episodes. He was definitely episodes. going to be the muscle. Yeah. When mm-hmm. Eggman got confronted this time, he'd go sick uh, him. <laughs> yeah. Let me give Eggman his props because I've seen that actor in so many things. Um, wait a minute. He played Benny in Lethal Weapon 4. <laughs> and that should not be where I... Let me see. Because I just... I, I was trying so hard to remember where do I know this man from? And like he's played in so many other different things. But like that's what he immediately popped into my head. So y'all bye keep bye. talking while I look up Benny's name. <laughs> it's only one. Bye-bye, <laughs> Benny. Bye-bye. <laughs> no, he, he said some other things that were kind of... I don't know. Kim Chan. So let's give love to Kim Chan too. Okay. Okay. Much love to Kim Chan. Definitely a a perfect villain. Oh, absolutely. He's been in so many things. It's like, why are you doing this? Why do you hate humans? (laughs) No, he doesn't hate humans. He just loves money. Mm -hmm. He's doing it for cash. Okay. That that was terrifying. (laughs) Okay. I didn't get that far in the, uh, that must have been in those middle episodes. He was in Devil's Advocate. I missed oh, Susan. That was the third episode. That was he was bribing the city. He right, wanted like right. yeah millions. Yeah. Okay. Nick millions. He wanted a hundred million in bearer bonds or something like that. Right. So it was a diehard thing. <laughs> yep. It's all about yes. diehard. Yeah. All the time. Yep. <laughs> it's the standard. So Grace Court, Fred Astaire. Yeah. <laughs> Court, what are we watching next week for oh. your special picks? So next week, so I had months ago picked The Girl in the Mirror. It's on Netflix. It's nine episodes and I can't remember what country it's from, but of course it has subtitles. Mm-hmm. It's very well done. It reminded me of yeah, Dark and thing. Vibe. 
if that's <laughs> fine but it reminded me of dark maybe watch the however many episodes you can and then the last episode just so you can see oh okay. shit but it's it's a horror so you might want to watch it in the daytime but I got so excited and I text y'all because one of my favorite movies this year was Barbarian I saw it in the movies the movie theater a couple of months well months ago whenever it first dropped and I was like oh I'm so sorry this is not going out no it's going to be on HBO Max as of the 25th not the 26th Kelly so you can watch it a day earlier if you want to okay. I love that movie okay. so much do not look it up don't look up anything about it just go watch it okay that's how I went into it Okay. And we'll talk more about like why that is, why the advertising dollars weren't there initially. Okay. But yeah. All right. Well, that'll be fun. That will be fun. Okay. Well, thanks everybody. And we're going to see lots more horror films and things and the tech. <laughs> and maybe we'll like it better than, than Kelly did. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so... <laughs> Until next time, everybody, geek on.